0: Sip. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just put that into your eye? <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> My eye hurts so bad, dude. Hey there. Hey. And welcome to the Wonder Binge podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some shit, you know? Pleasant mother pheasant plucker to ever pluck a mother pheasant. You are a pleasant motherfucker. Thank you. <laughs> You're better at warming up than me. I'm very talented.
1: <laughs> Hi. Hi.
0: <laughs> I'm Maria. I'm Jen. Welcome to Wonderbench Podcast, the fir- very first episode, <laughs> the inaugural album. The See, you said I was good at warming up. I
1: apparently lied. So hey, maybe we should explain like what we're about. This
0: is Wonderbench Podcast, where we wonder about stuff. And then we binge on the knowledge to learn about the things. This has been a thing that I've been doing for years now. In fact, the research and notes for this first episode, I actually did five years ago without even realizing that this would one day be a thing. Yeah. I was just super into a thing. So I spent an entire day just researching it and collecting a bunch of notes and putting them on my iPod Touch. Oh my God. In
1: 2014.
0: Ancient. Ancient.
1: (laughs) I miss
0: I kinda miss you
1: carrying around that iPod because you would carry around the iPod and your cell
0: phone. Oh yeah, iPod in my front right pocket, phone in my back right pocket. You had a system, man. Wallet in my back left pocket, chapstick in my front left. Wow. All everything is the same except the iPod's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All of the pockets are the same. One of your pockets is freed up for random shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah cool. Pretty much. Remember when we thought about naming this? I Googled it, but then we were like they, think, they're probably think, an owned entity. But you think Google owns itself? I you shut <laughs> your mouth right now.
1: What are you? What are you? Gonna, what are you
0: going to learn me about today? Okay,
1: are you so going to do a learn
0: for me? We we refined our research at Starbucks earlier today. Like we were history. trying to be as obnoxious twenty somethings as possible by sitting in a Starbucks. got I forgot my big round glasses and working on. I took my glasses off, so I can't even see you right now. That's right. That's for for the best. Aw. Stop. (laughs) You're beautiful. Earlier in Starbucks, I said to you some hints, and you had guesses. Yes. But I told you that we were going to wait for you to guess. Uh, Yes. The hints were... I was super into this five years ago, so freshman year of college. When you looked it up on your iPod. I told you that I had to delete a lot of the things that I had in here because a lot of them were not factual. They were based on a fictional thing, which was another big hint. Yes. And the other big hint was that if this is our first episode, then people are going to have a very specific idea of me. And they're probably right. And they're (laughs) probably Listen, it's not as severe as they may think it is. This was also five years ago. This was also five years ago, yes. You've changed a lot in five years. Give me your guess. All right, well, can I have, like, pre-guesses to my guesses? You may explain your guesses before you make them, if that's what you mean. No. No, so you just want extra guesses. There's
1: layers of guesses. (laughs) Okay, go for it. (laughs) Okay, was it in Supernatural? Yes. Okay, because my next guess was, was it in Teen Wolf? (laughs) (laughs) All right, is it a Wendigo? It is not. Is it a Siren? It is not. Think...
0: Not broader, but like very specific and definitely a lot of lore. Is
1: it a werewolf? <laughs> uh-uh. Shit. All right, well, that was three guesses. Father of
0: demons. Father, oh, God. Father of lies, the morning star, the light Lucifer? Lucifer, baby. You're doing it a Lucifer? We're talking about Lucifer, babe. Oh, shit. The yeah, show? Ready. <laughs> See, this is why I said you'd have things to say later. My favorite fucking show currently. <laughs> so talk about lucifer oh my god are you ready to learn i'm so okay well the first uh... thing i'm gonna tell you is something that i did not know and i was like okay damn fuck which is the root of the word i didn't know this oh wow okay yeah yeah please do me a learn okay lucifer meaning light bringer is a latin name for the planet venus as the morning star in the ancient roman era and is often used for mythological and religious figures associated with the planet Wow. So Lucifer is Venus. I did not expect that. So due to the unique movements and discontinuous appearances of Venus in the sky, mythology surrounding these figures often involve a fall from the heavens to Earth or the underworld because of the like movement of Venus. That is actually really cool. Right? See, I always
1: figured it was because like Lucifer fell from heaven. So if you fall into sin,
0: you're also falling from heaven, so to speak. Well, that's how that connection was made. Because Lucifer is the Latin name for Venus. And so any entity falling from heaven
1: was was referred to as a Lucifer. Or a Venus, I guess. Or a Venus, yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got more for you. So it's not just in the Bible. This is seven pages, by the
0: way. (laughs) Fuck, that's a lot. Sorry. Have fun editing. Future me, I'm sorry. Future Jen, I'm so sorry. No, you're not. (laughs) No, I am. I really am. Interpretations of a similar term. In the Hebrew Bible, translated in the King James version as Lucifer, led to a Christian cr- tradition. Tr- Christian tradition. Christian that should tradition. Warm ups. Christian, Christian tradition. tradition. Let's rewind. Interpretations of a similar term, Lucifer, led to a Christian tradition of applying the name Lucifer and its associated stories of a fall from heaven to Satan, much like Venus.
1: Right. That's where I thought the whole like falling from heaven came from was like the Bible translation. The Bible got it from the Romans. Also, See, I, I didn't
0: realize there was something before the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most modern scholarships regard these interpretations as questionable and they translate the term in the relevant Bible passage, which is Isaiah 14 12, as morning star or shining one, as opposed to the proper name Lucifer. So the Latin word Lucifer with a lowercase l was in there and it was met, it kind of meant. Morning star or shining one, but it was misinterpreted as capital L, the name Lucifer. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So the passage Isaiah fourteen twelve. Are you ready for Bible study? Oh, I've never.
1: I haven't been to Catholic school ever in my life. Please give me some Bible verses. I'm soaking in sarcasm. <laughs> <It's laughs> I'm dra- off drowning of in my own sarcasm. Continue. i Have probably you heard fallen
0: <laughs> from heaven, Morning Star, son of the dawn? You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Those who see you stare at you. They ponder your fate. Is this the man who shook the earth and made kingdoms tremble? The man who made the world a wilderness, who overthrew its cities and would not let his captives go home. So that's Isaiah kind of taunting Lucifer. Okay. Being like, you were like, I'm going to be the best, but now you're fucking in hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? where'd that guy go? You know? So some Christian writers have applied the name Lucifer, as used in the book of Isaiah, and the motif of a heavenly being being cast down to the earth, to Satan. Okay. So Sigvi K. Tonstad argues that the New Testament war in heaven theme of Revelation 12, in which the dragon, who is called the devil and Satan, was thrown down to the earth, was derived from the passage about the Babylonian king in Isaiah 14. So here's where I'm gonna get really annoying.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because here's where I'm going to read Bible passages. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can you paraphrase? <laughs> I can try.
1: <laughs> like, take a minute to read them. <laughs>
0: okay. And then
1: just report back, because I don't know if I can sit through more Bible verses.
0: Okay, so Revelation 12.4 is basically saying he's ready to devour a child as soon as it's born.
1: Oh. What is the, what that Lucifer? is saying. Yes. Uh, the, the dragon. The dragon. Not the Lucifer. Dragon.
0: Just the dragon. The the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, uh, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out onto the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Oh wait,
1: that's referring to creation, isn't it? The creation story when he was a snake?
0: Yes. So the first beast, we're talking about the beast now. The beast, not the dragon. There are two beasts and a dragon. Oh, Jesus. Welcome to my new show, Two Beasts and a Dragon. The first beast comes out of the sea, and he's given authority and power by the dragon. So each beast has, like, authority over other beasts? Sort of, yeah.
1: Okay. So so, so, he's... so
0: they're all Satan, but they're also... The dragon gives the first beast its power. Okay. And it's it's it comes out of the sea, and it comes out of the abyss. Okay. so here's his appearance described in detail in Revelation 13. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns, ten crowns. So each horn has a crown. Very exciting. Upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon who gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast.
1: And this is from the Bible.
0: This is from the Bible, yes.
1: I have a very important question. Okay. Which head had two horns? (laughs) since there's seven heads and ten horns that means only one dragon had two horns if I were to guess and is that one in charge (laughs) listen I'm imagining like
0: fucking you know have you seen Hercules right I've known you for 16 years you just (laughs) asked me if I've seen Hercules we watched Hercules together probably the first time we saw it (laughs) maybe I think I have it on VHS, so I don't think so. I used to have plates with Hercules characters oh my on. My God!
1: <laughs> Did you really? My favorite
0: was the Hades plate, and my sister loved the Megara plate.
1: Ah, oh, Megara, she's the best. <laughs> the best. Anyway.
0: Anyway, you know- <laughs> I've seen Hercules. Are you thinking of the Hydra?
1: Yes, when he like he cuts off the one head, he starts cutting off heads left and right, and all of a sudden has like ten million heads. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of, but I scaled it down. Two and- horns. Well, no, I scaled it down to seven heads, because that's way more manageable than a million. Which means that one dragon head has two crowns, because each, each horn has a crown, and there's one that has two horns. Wait, if there's
0: ten heads on... Or I'm sorry, seven heads. ten horns on seven heads... And each horn has a crown. Or was it each head has a crown? Only three of them have two horns. No. The rest have one. There's Excuse seven me. heads and ten horns. One horn for everybody, and then there's three horns left. Hi, welcome to our math podcast. <laughs> No, because what's 10 minus seven, Jenna? Three exactly. So there's three extra horns to be. Oh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> why is this so complicated for you to You're understand? You're right, there. <laughs> three,
1: two, wow.
0: You were like, only one of them has one horn. Fuck. Where did
1: you get that from? No, I said only one of them has two horns.
0: Oh my goodness, I math. Listen, I did theater and not mathematics <laughs> or engineering. There's a second beast. You want to hear about him? Oh, yeah, him. he comes out of the earth. Oh, okay. He directs all of the people of the earth to worship the first beast.
1: It Sounds like the Trinity of Satan.
0: So he's referred to as the false prophet. Oh, the Antichrist. Sort of, yeah. So, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. So he made lightning happen. Oh, okay. (laughs) So as to impress the humans. I'm pretty sure the humans have seen lighting before. So he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. So they should make a statue or a memorial for the beast and feature his wounded head. And the second beast would give that statue life and anyone who did not worship that statue would be killed. By the statue? By the statue, yeah.
1: And would come to life and kill people.
0: Yes. With so, its seven horns. I mean, ten horns. The image of the beast should both speak and cause that many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. That so- he- that did not sound like a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he animates it. He, he gives life to the image of the beast. It's able to speak and it's able to anyone who doesn't worship it, it can kill that person.
1: Oh, yeah. I have the power to actually. And it
0: also causes all people, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, whatever that means. Slaves. Sure. (laughs) Uh, To receive a mark in their hand or in their foreheads. And no man can buy or sell anything unless he has the mark.
1: Wait, wait. So you can only be a merchant if you disrespected
0: the statue? No, you get the mark if you worship the statue. Oh,
1: oh, I see. So if you
0: don't worship it, you're not able to buy or sell anything. You have to have that mark on you. Okay. And it is the mark of the beast. Oh, wow. Or (laughs) the number of the beast. The number? 666? 666, baby. Hey! Let's talk about 666. Let's talk about 6, baby. (laughs) So the beast from the sea also bears a name, but this name is not given anywhere in the book of Revelation. Okay. His name, however, corresponds to a numerical value, that of the number 666, or in other translations, 616. Okay. So it's renowned as 666, but in some translations, it's 616. The number is associated with that of a man. The mark can be identified by either the beast's written name or the numerical value of his name. So without 666 on their body or 616 on their body or the name of the beast, they couldn't buy or sell. Fun fact, 666 is the sum of the first 36 natural numbers. So if you were to add one plus two plus three plus four plus etc, etc, et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera, until you get to plus 35, plus 36. If you add all of those numbers together, it equals 666. Is there something special about the number 36? Or do they just kind of, like, figure that out? Well, 36 is, that's 6 times 6, right? Yeah. So that makes it a perfectly triangular triangular number. Okay. The sum of 1 through 36 is 666. I see. And so all of those dividends of 6 make it a perfectly triangular number, because 3s.
1: I can't help but wonder, because, like, well, yeah, I was about to say that, mm-hmm. like, three is a big number in Christianity and just, because like... Because of the Trinity, yeah. Because of the Trinity and, like, a bunch of other shit. What I'm wondering what that has to do. Like, why is the devil doubled? A double-double. Double-double. Toil and trouble.
0: Fire burn. <laughs> cauldron bubble. Well, I tried to find something about 666 being a mockery of the Trinity. Right. Which I have only ever really heard in Ghost Adventures. From our good friend Zach Bagan. Oh, Zach Bagel Bites. Zach Bagel Bites. So, every time someone gets three scratch marks or they see 666 somewhere, he says it's a mockery of the Trinity. But he's the only person that said that, according to my research. Uh, I couldn't really find anything about that. That's a shame. That's yeah. something I'd want to know about. Right? In China, the number is considered lucky. That's so, cool. 666 can mean everything goes smoothly. The number six in Chinese is similar in pronunciation to a character, which means flowing. So it would be like flowing, flowing, flowing. Everything goes smoothly. That'd be nice. Yeah. (laughs) So the two beasts are aligned with the dragon in opposition to God. They persecute the saints and those who do not worship the image of the beast of the sea. And they influence the kings of the earth to gather for the battle of Armageddon. Oh, what a good movie. So the two beasts are defeated by Christ and are thrown into the lake of fire in Revelation. Is that why hell's considered hot? Yes. Okay. But we're going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Because there are some accounts that say that hell is cold. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. And you always say that. You're like... I always say that. Because I, I firmly believe it. Because I think it's so cool. Pun intended? I thought about it. <laughs> about intending the pun. Your I couldn't face, really make up my mind. I just saw your face go like, I think I it's froze. cool. And like, it just like, you just slowly went, fuck. <laughs> I couldn't decide if I wanted the pun to be intended or not. So I thought oh, I would just let it die. Honey, no, I caught it. In Greek mythology, Hades is the name of the god and the place. Oh, and so Hades is hell? Or? So like the place where like the place in the underworld is called Hades. Oh, and so is the god. And that's purely because of translation stuff. Wow! I'll do, an, I'll do a Hades episode. Oh first, Jesus! <laughs> I'll do every devil character. I'll do Faust. I'll do everything. Where the <laughs> fuck is Faust? Faust is the reason that the devil see that a lot of the imagery of the devil is the like the horns and the pointy tail and completely red. Oh. That's not the, that's not Lucifer. That's not Satan. That's not the devil. That's Faust, who is a who is a god from I think it's Greek. I will clarify okay at a later date, but. So as a result of all these translation things, Lucifer has become a byword for Satan or the devil in the church and in popular culture. However, unlike the English word, the Latin word was not used exclusively in this way of referring to the devil. Are you ready to be shook? Oh man, please shake me. So the term Lucifer was also applied to others, including Jesus. Of course. So you know what? I think I've heard that before. Lucifer is applied to Jesus in the Easter Exultet, as well as in a hymn by Hilary of Pointers. and it contains the phrase "Tu verus mundi Lucifer," which means "You are the true light-bringer of the world," and it's referring to Jesus as Lucifer. Wait, hang on.
1: That that sounds like a good plot for a show.
0: <laughs> Jesus is Lucifer. No, that <laughs> or Lucifer like Lucifer is Jesus.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. That like, what that felt like to me when you said it was that like Lucifer was the first light bringer, but then it, it's almost like God mocking Lucifer, being like, no, not you, this guy.
0: Ooh, let's write a book. I'm already writing it right now. It's in my notes. Tell me what Lucifer is often referred to as. I already said it before. Father of Hell. Father of. Of fucking... What do I do to you all the time? Mock me. No, I lie to you. <laughs> father of lies? Father of lies. <laughs> so, so Lucifer, or Satan, is referred to as the father of lies because he's the original liar in the Garden of Eden.
1: Right. He lies about the apple. He
0: told the first lie in recorded history to Eve. So after planting seeds of doubt in Eve's mind with a question, he directly contradicts God's word by telling her, you will not certainly die if you eat the forbidden fruit. So that was the first lie. A deal with the devil. Oh, man. What do you know about deals with the devil?
1: Uh, You're supposed to bury a box of some shit in the middle of a crossroads. And
0: that's, that's how you
1: summon a demon that's to make a, a deal. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's supernatural shit.
0: That's to summon a crossroads demon. <laughs> Very good.
1: Supernatural is completely accurate.
0: What do I know about a deal with the devil?
1: Um, uh, for, What I understand is that when you make a deal with the devil, you owe him something, and it's usually your soul. That's for kind it. of all I know.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, a deal with the devil, also known as a compact or a pact with the devil. is a cultural motif best exemplified by the legend of Faust and the figure of Mestisopheles. Mephistopheles, Uh-huh. As well as being elemental to many Christian traditions. According to traditional Christian belief about witchcraft, the pact is between a person and Satan or a lesser demon. The person offers their soul in exchange for diabolical favors. Those favors vary by the tale, but tend to include youth, knowledge, wealth, fame, or power. It is also believed that some people made this type of pact just as a sign of recognizing the devil as their master, and they didn't want anything in return. They literally they literally were like, you are the true, you are, yay, yay, mm-hmm. yay take Elizabeth. it, take my soul. It belongs to I don't need to... anything. It's yours. You wow. Know? Yeah. Like, OG Satanists, question mark? I'm spoiling so many future episodes, I'm going to have an episode on Satanism, because it's not right. what people think. Anyway. <laughs> So the bargain is considered a dangerous one as the price of the fiend's service is the wagerer's soul. The tale may have a moralizing end with eternal damnation for the foolhardy venturer. It may also have a comic twist in which uh, someone tries to outwit the devil on a technical point. So the person might make a pact sometimes trying to outwit the devil but they lose in the end. So an example would be a man sells his soul for eternal life. He thinks he's outwit the devil because he can't die so the devil will never get a soul because he he went for eternal life mm-hmm. but then after some time he's like i can't get the death penalty i can't i'm i'm invincible i can't die so he might kill somebody and because he can't get the death penalty he then has life in prison and so his his eternal life is spent locked away it sounds like a genie yeah any
1: kind of genie, they they just
0: fucking twist whatever you said pretty much yeah yep everything comes at a price Let's talk about Satan and Lucifer in popular culture, shall Ooh, we? Pop culture. Let's start with the thing that started me on this path, which was Supernatural. supernatural. Yep, I was obsessed. My neighbors find it hilarious. <laughs> I was super into Supernatural. Supernaturally into Supernatural. So I, for the record, stopped watching a few years ago. They are now in season 15. It is their final season. And I think the last season that I actually watched was halfway through nine. So this Supernatural is what got me started on my sympathizing with Lucifer phase. Of course.
1: Oh, it was a phase?
0: I still, I still sympathize with this Lucifer. Okay. Lucifer was once the most beautiful and beloved angel in all of existence. God loved Lucifer the most of all his angels. And because of his elevated status among the other angels, Lucifer was very proud. When humanity was created, he was unwilling to accept that he was no longer God's favorite. When God commanded all of those of heaven to love his new creation more than they loved God, Lucifer refused. He pleaded, Father, I can't. These human beings are flawed, murderous. Uh, Lucifer continued being disobedient, and he asked Michael to stand by by his side in the rebellion against God's orders. But Michael refused Lucifer's request, and under God's command, Michael cast Lucifer into hell. So once on Earth, Lucifer created crypts and hid various items, including the angel tablet seen in a later season. Uh, As his rage against humans grew, he eventually approached the Garden of Eden and convinced Gadriel, God's most trusted angel, to let him into the Garden. Uh, Once in the Garden of Eden, Lucifer went to Lilith, who was the first wife of Adam, Mm -hmm. and twisted her soul into the first demon. God replaced Lilith with Eve so that humans, his favorite creation could reproduce and live. Lucifer, still in the garden, twisted their minds and got them cast out of the garden. After this, God created hell and had Michael cast Lucifer in it, along with Lilith. So God didn't create hell until after the Garden of Eden. Lucifer was cast from the heavens to the earth. Right. And then he couldn't be trusted on the earth. So God was like, I gotta make a place for this guy.
1: Yep. That makes sense because, like, obviously God would have had to have created humans before Lucifer could rebel because he was essentially rebelling against God's creation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, of course, like, Eden had
0: to come first. Also, I hate to make this longer, but this is the quickest tangent Go ahead about Lilith being the first wife of Adam. So this was literally, I was in the car with my dad and we saw some sign or some bumper sticker or something. And dad was, he said something about Eve. And I was like, you know, Lilith was the first wife of Adam. And my dad said, so does that mean that Adam is missing two ribs because of the the mythology or the mythos or whatever of Eve being built from Adam's Adam's rib? rib. Yeah. And I, I decided, I was like, I don't know. I'll Google it. Oh, God. So I looked it up. And no wonder Lilith was so, like, corruptive and promiscuous and, like, quote-unquote, bad. Because she... So, Adam was built up from, like, minerals and earth and water. Uh-huh. And Lilith was made of, like, dirt. And I think it was, uh like, excrement or something. Or, like, just, like, the bad shit. Ah! <laughs> and so, like, no wonder she was, like, different because God made her out of just garbage bullshit dirt and grime yep and then my dad was like so why did why why the rib for Eve and I was like well God probably learned his lesson <laughs> and was like I mean Adam turned out alright I don't want to fuck it up I guess I'll take a piece of him <laughs> you know whatever. Get, really get it right whatever he's
1: got <laughs> this, is alright listen
0: this one's good I'll just make another one of him but with boobs Mm -hmm. So there's also in popular culture, there's, and it's over so much pop culture that the character of Lucifer or Satan or the devil is so often portrayed as just like a guy who is so confused as to like, y'all are doing this on your own. Mm -hmm. Why do you keep blaming me? Because we can't take responsibility. Yeah. And so I, I find that so interesting. Everything
1: is his fault. You have to take responsibility for the things you do. Because even if you do sin, that doesn't make you a bad person, in my own opinion. Mm -hmm. That just makes you
0: human. Yeah. It's not your fault that you gave in to the devil's temptations. He was just very good at tempting you. But, you know, you have free will. So you chose to give in to that temptation. So you should probably repent. And so there's this, this overwhelming, like... Blaming Lucifer. Yeah. I'm being a, like, super Lucifer sympathizer. Well... I don't know if people are gonna receive this correctly. Listen, I think...
1: I personally think that there's nothing wrong with diving into the, like, I guess, sympathy for the devil. Because if, if we live ignorantly to what the devil could truly be, then we're not living informatively. Mm -hmm. Sometimes secrets are good, but keeping certain secrets are bad. And I think trying to keep what Lucifer may have gone through, at least from a human perspective, trying to keep that under wraps allows for other people to control us. And I think that's partially why there's a huge push in pop culture, in Supernatural, in the show Lucifer, in several different songs, like you name it, There's so much sympathy for the devil, which is a song, because sinning and rebellion and anguish and anger are all very human things. Godliness, divinity is always portrayed as something that is devoid of anger, devoid of anxiety, and devoid of negative feelings. When in reality, like where we are now, we can't be human unless we have bad things and good things.
0: I'm crying. (laughs) There are tears in my eyes. I also got wine in my eye, so that could be. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm emotionally moved. <laughs> I'm sweating because <laughs> I was talking. So much. I'd turn the fan on, but it would ruin our audio. Oh, it's so loud. <laughs> and it's right above the microphone, so it's just straight like. into the mic. Okay. How do we get back into this? <laughs> <laughs> Where did we end? Lucifer of Supernatural says Sorry if it's a bit chilly. Most people think I burn hot. It's actually quite the opposite. And that leads us to Dante's Inferno. So fire is usually associated with the devil because hell is typically thought of as a place of fire and brimstone. Hence the term burn in hell.
1: Mm-hmm. It's supposed
0: to be fiery. But, but
1: that, yeah, that, and that's the whole like river of lava or whatever mm-hmm. you mentioned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Babe, 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 babe. But him burning cold is probably a reference to Dante's Inferno, where the deepest circle of hell is where Lucifer is trapped in a lake of ice. In Dante's Inferno, Satan is portrayed as a giant demon frozen mid torso in ice at the center of hell. He has three faces and a pair of bat-like wings affixed under each chin. Ew. His wings are under his chin for some reason.
1: (gasps) Oh my god, that's just like the weird like angel Snapchat filter that (laughs) was going
0: on like three years ago. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Anyway. So as he beats his wings to try and get out, he's actually creating a cold wind that keeps the ice frozen. Wow, what the fuck? So he's like... He can't get out because he's... Kind of, like, if he waits long enough for the ice to melt and then tries to get out, he refreezes it.
1: All because he knew which that is, humans were pieces of shit. Which is a shit.
0: huge theme in Dante's Inferno. It's no matter what you do, you make it worse. Gee, so you should just accept that you're, you're yeah. damned, basically. Yeah. The winds he creates are felt throughout the other circles of hell. In his three mouths, he's chewing on Judas, Brutus, and Cassius. Right, yeah. Uh, scholars consider Satan to be a once splendid being, the most perfect of God's creatures, similar to Lucifer of supernatural, from whom all personality has now drained away. So the Satan of Dante's Inferno has no personality; he doesn't speak. He's also so Satan, also known as Lucifer, was formerly the angel of light and once tried to usurp the power of God. As punishment, God banished Satan out of heaven to an eternity in hell as the ultimate sinner. Dante illustrates a less powerful Satan than most standard depictions. He's a slobbering, wordless just being. And he receives the same punishments as, in hell as the rest of the sinners. So, so like, everything, like, spirals down.
1: Like, all of the suffering in hell spirals down to Lucifer. Lucifer. Or Satan. Yeah. Or whoever he is in Dante's Inferno.
0: So, if you recall, in Starbucks I started laughing about a picture. Oh no. I'm going to show you that picture now. Oh my god. <laughs> it illustrates the Satan of Dante's Inferno. And... I find it just so funny because I'm going to show it to you and then I'm going to describe it. Okay. Well, wait, he doesn't have three heads. So this is just some depiction by yeah, someone. Some stipple art. But uh, what what I find so funny about it is that because he's, you know, frozen mid torso in this lake of ice, he has nothing to do. And so this picture is just a giant devil in ice, and he's just leaning on his arm, like he's just so bored. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so like, upset and begrudged to be here. He's like, (laughs) So bored. He's like, like a little
1: kid in grade hilarious. school. Like, he looks like oh, he's just again. pouting. Little patty devil. Oh my goodness. He also so only has one head, uh, which I was kind of disappointed. And See? the wings
0: are on his back. This is this is an artist's depiction that's not entirely accurate, according to the yeah, text. Yeah,
1: that devil's way more attractive than your original description. <laughs> so, anyway,
0: now. I'm out of wine. Would you like some? Because it's your turn, baby. <gasps> I need one to talk about. Jenna is going to tell me about how Lucifer is portrayed in that show.
1: Let me start by saying the main reason I like this show is because of how in-depth they get with Lucifer's struggle. Now, he sees a therapist throughout the whole show. You can tell that Lucifer has suppressed a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. He's suppressed so many feelings about, like, how he's been treated, um... How he portrays humanity. And because the truth is, at least in the show, he loves humanity. He loves spending time with them. He loves drinking. He loves drugs. He loves sex. All the things that you would assume the devil loves. He loves it. But it... Puppies. He hates puppies. Does he? Well, you know what? He doesn't hate puppies, but he hates children. Okay. That's (laughs) fine. Puppies are better than children. Agreed. (laughs) They don't talk back. (laughs) You can tell very, very early on that he uses the alcohol, the drugs, the sex, as suppressants, just like humans do. Because he has a lot of built-up anger towards a lot of different things. Like, it's not just being cast out of heaven. It's like his like his, his mom is a part of it, and how she was also cast out, but how she could have potentially stood up for him, and she did not. And just, like, he decides to stay on Earth, which is not really a spoiler, because... That's in the very first episode. He decides that he's going to chill on Earth for a while. He decides to do that, and he goes through a lot of the show trying to figure out humans, which is very... It's a provocative thought in that, like, the reason he was cast out was because he rejected humans. But now he's spending a lot of time trying to understand them and become one of them. So, like, I really like that aspect of it, where it's the devil who originally rejected us is now one of us. And he wants to be one of us. Like, he wants to understand us. Especially because of him and the main police officer, Detective Decker. He is, like, pretty much in love with her. But she's a human. So he's trying to understand her as both a person, but also through humanity itself.
0: So why is he cast out? Is it the same reason as Supernatural Lucifer? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, the the mythology is all by the book. For sure. They use... And, like, they even bring um, Cain back, like, from the Cain and Abel story. Okay. But, yeah. So, that's Lucifer. Love Lucifer. Still watching it. It's getting to a, if you don't pick this up soon storyline, I'm dropping you. But it's fine. Gotcha, (laughs) gotcha. Okay, that's all I got. Well, thank you. You're welcome. For sharing your knowledge about Lucifer. You know, I think you starting with the devil... (laughs) Is very fitting. (laughs) Is very fitting. For me, personally. It sets up for pretty much everything else you're going to talk about forever. Not a, I do have some non-satanic
0: topics. Oh,
1: but I'm sure they they tie in. I'm sure they tie in.
0: Um, I mean, probably.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Wonder, Wonder Bitch!